Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn alongside Glenn West. Uh, a couple things on tap today is we're talking basketball transfers. It's been a busy week, and uh, it's been a busy week elsewhere. It's Masters week. It's, we talked about that earlier this week, so get your picks in. We had a lot of conversation on the board about it. Uh, baseball last night did not get the uh, game they wanted, Glenn, but we hope they exercise their demons last night and then they get to come back. What a doubleheader today, correct? Yeah, doubleheader starting at 11, so I'll be camped out in front of the uh, <laughs> TV for most of the day, so that'll be that'll be good, <laughs> but um, yeah, they've, they've done well after responding to losses, so um, you know, they, we'll see. We'll see if they're able to kind of pick themselves back up after last night. Yeah, well, it was a great environment. Uh, great. If you're a college baseball fan, a fantastic environment over in Columbia, South Carolina. We talk about responses, and the men's basketball program making some responses this week to a uh, less than desirable season. I think that's safe to say, a season that was uh, filled with a lot of disappointment in year one under Matt McMahon. But, Glenn, we knew that they were going to have to have some roster reconstruction. And you and I had talked about this kind of off-air. We've talked about this at length elsewhere. Uh, you know, you kind of doing these recruiting pieces or these transfer pieces as well. They really needed an influx of talent. And so we're going to kind of dive into the three names that two have entered and one that I think a lot of people are concerned, most notably you are a little bit concerned about where they're going to find another big man Jordan Wright, Sean Phillips, and Jalen Cook. Those are the three names we're talking about, and we're going to start it off with Jordan Wright. Uh, Baton Rouge native, a kid that played SEC ball at Vanderbilt before coming to LSU. He committed earlier this week. We have a VIP piece. Make sure you're subscribed to Go 24-7. You can hear his thoughts on why he came back. Uh, but, Glenn, let's dive right in here. I mean, Jordan Wright, I think you hit the nail on the head. This is a guy that can do a lot of things. Uh, to me, he's a Swiss Army knife kind of guy. He's a wing player. He can play some defense. He can shoot a little bit. But this is a glue guy, and this is the kind of guy that I put in the article. He's the first domino to fall, and he hinted that there are more. We obviously know today there is another one coming. But tell me, what are your initial thoughts of Jordan Wright coming back home for his final season of collegiate basketball? Yeah, I think first and foremost, um, when you're looking in in terms of what Mac McMahon really wanted to do this offseason, I think you really needed to add some size at every position. Um, you needed to add some length, um, some shooting, certainly from the guard perspective, um, and some rebounding as well. And I think Jordan Wright t ticks all those boxes. Uh, he's a really good rebounder for six foot five, six foot six uh, at the guard position. That was a an area last year where LSU struggled in in terms of getting. Uh, guys consistently into, uh, you know, from the guard positions on the wings uh, involved in, in terms of the rebounding. And he's going to come in, uh, really help you in that spot for sure. Uh, but then he's also a really versatile scorer. Um, very, um, you know, I wrote about this as well in terms of what it means for the program. Um, he's a guy that's going to be able to get to the rim. Um, he, he can post up because he's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit of a bigger guard and he actually uses his size to his advantage a little bit to, kind of push around matchups that, that he gets throughout the course of the game, able to back guys down and finish in the post. He's a really good 
uh, post player for a guard. Um, and then he can hit the catch and shoot threes. And he, he's a really, um, you know, he didn't have his greatest shooting season last year at Vanderbilt. Um, but two years ago in his junior season, uh, when he was starting every game uh, and a huge piece of that Vanderbilt team a couple of years ago, averaged around, I think, 12 and a half points a game, shot 35% from three-point range. Um, so, you know, I think probably the goal for him is going to be to continue to be that kind of uh, versatile piece offensively. The guy is very switchable on the defensive end as well. Can probably guard one through three uh, for LSU, which is going to be really, really important. Um, and then, you know, like you need leadership. And mm -hmm. I think after such a down year last season, um, you could certainly make the case that LSU had some bad vibes in the locker room last year. Um, and some of those pieces are out now. Uh, they've been through the portal. I think we're sitting at number five right now with the Sean Phillips news, which we'll get into in a minute. But um, you need to have guys like Derek Fountain, uh, guys who can come in and be leaders who have played in this conference before, um, who you know have seen winning. You know, Vanderbilt, I know, didn't. You know, make the NCAA tournament this year, but they they want to they want a lot more than than LSU did this last year. So you need guys mm -hmm. in the program that have seen winning at at, at this level, um, have played at this kind of competition before, and uh, it's it's just a really big pickup for LSU. Vanderbilt was one of those teams this past year that really caught fire late uh, and really made a run in the SEC tournament. Uh, they fell to. Um, Texas A&M in the semifinal, and and I think when you kind of look and see, Glenn, and what this team and Vanderbilt did, because I think it's cool to pay attention to what they did. So I also got some of the stats here. When you get to the SEC tournament, and we obviously know Vanderbilt played LSU in that in their first game of the tournament. Uh, Jordan Wright, fifteen points, fifteen boards. I mean, that's the kind of production you want out of that wing position. They play against Kentucky. They knock off Kentucky. He has eighteen points, six boards, and two steals. Then you get to the game they lose against Texas A&M, which the Aggies were a really good team in the SEC play, 17.7 rebounds. Vanderbilt makes the NIT, and in the uh, last game, the NIT quarterfinal that Vanderbilt played this season, he had 15 points and eight boards. So in games they needed him to show up, he did very well. And I like what you pointed out about, you know, look, the shooting from beyond the arc wasn't where he wanted it. But the proof is that he can do it. And we saw it. Uh, and kind of going back into his career, I mean, you go back to his sophomore year back in 2020, 2021, this is a kid that only averaged 8.7 points per game. But in nearly identical minutes that he played to this past season, he played 24.4 minutes back in 2020, 24.7 this past year. He shot at 43.2%. Now, the number of threes he took was a little bit down, but we know this guy can be a knockdown shooter. And then the last thing you talked about was the size aspect. And I love the fact that LSU's got a guy on the roster that kind of fits this mold of what we're seeing in the NBA, of these uh, the positionless aspect. You can put him at the two guard. He could probably play three if you really had to play small ball, which LSU yeah. doesn't want to have to do that anymore. He's yeah. six <laughs> two twenty. I really like that size of what he could be able to do. And then kind of wanted to get some of your thoughts on, uh, you know, we did the interview with him and what he talked about Mac McMahon. I mean – what does it mean for a kid, obviously coming home, that's a really cool story, and that's one that's going to be told a lot. But for him to say, hey, we are going to believe, and I believe in what Matt McMahon's vision is for this program, I mean, for a lot of people who had a lot of doubt, that stands out to me. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's one of those things where you look at it from afar, you look at it from you know a, a Vanderbilt's perspective, for example, uh, when he's playing there, it doesn't really look – 
that great on the surface until you get a chance mm-hmm. to sit down and talk with Coach McMahon and get a chance to talk about how they're going to, you know, build this thing back up. And um, a big part of that is going to be, you know, trusting these guys that are coming home. You know, they, we, we talked about it with, with Jordan Wright a little bit here, but also, you know, I just got off the phone with Jalen Cook and, um, He's a guy that's excited to be back into this program as well, and we'll we'll get into more Jalen later. But um, mm-hmm. I, I just think that you know the Louisiana aspect of these things. You, you know, you see what Brian Kelly's doing right now with 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 football in terms of bringing Louisiana guys back and guys that really care about the program, guys that really want to build winning uh, cultures here. Um, you see it certainly with women's basketball and the. Um, you know, the, the, the 2024 recruit they just brought in as a top player in Louisiana, mm-hmm. the number one player in 2023 is from Louisiana. Um, you know, they, they, they want to build these programs around local guys, around local players. And, um, you know, that's just an aspect here that Jordan Wright's going to be able to provide to you. Don't know if it's going to be in a starting role. It's far too early to kind of nitpick and start studying that. But when you just kind of look at what LSU had last year, a lot of six one, a lot of six two, six three guards. Now you can get a six foot six guy in here who can move his body a little bit, you know, bang with some of the you know smaller guards in this uh, in this league in this conference, and 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 be able to hold his own. And I think that was a big selling point for for Coach McMahon in, in terms of how you know he could fit and, and be a, a a versatile piece for LSU next season and. Um, you know, you, you got to wait and see how he how he mixes with, you know, the Adam Millers of the world or the Trey Hannibals and guys who are still on the roster. Cam Hayes, uh, certainly Tyrell Ward. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a good move and a guy that I think is going to be able to help you win games next year. Yeah, I don't think and for the people listening or watching, whether on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, I don't think we're saying this kid's going to be an all SEC player. I think he's the type of guy, and look, I'd love for him to be. I mean, we would love for this kid to come back home, have a great story, and lead LSU pretty far uh, into, who knows, maybe April. That would be a lot of fun. But what I will say is I think this this is the type of player, and you said it earlier, that comes in and is a glue guy. And that's what he said in an interview. He said he wants to be a glue guy, help uh, kind of be the uh, – level out a locker room that, like you said, had a lot of ups and downs last year uh, with kind of the tumultuous run they did have. Let's flip the page now to a guy that uh, – on a team didn't have a lot of size, this guy did. Sean Phillips, nearly the seven-footer, around 240, 245. Uh, this is a guy, Glenn, that I think people were waiting to see at some point. And we finally saw him in the first round of the SEC tournament against Georgia in that five-point win, 13 points, 10 boards. Uh, this is a guy that I felt like that – for LSU fans, might have been his coming out party. And so, obviously, with the news that Phillips is headed to the transfer portal and looking elsewhere, you have to think a couple things. One, this is a big blow uh, to the interior, obviously, of what LSU wants to do. But two, this is a guy that, uh, I I mean, I, I could see some teams coming after him based off of the potential and what he's shown and, and what he put on that tape in that SEC tournament. Uh what do you think about the loss of Sean Phillips and, and how costly is this right now here in uh, April, you know, for the Tigers? Yeah, I mean, look, coming into the offseason, I think probably goal number one for McMahon and for this LSU staff was to hold on to all three of those freshmen. I mean, you've got you've got to start building from somewhere. You've got to have a little bit of a nucleus here that you can build around for a couple of years. Um, and Sean Phillips was a, you know, potential, like he was a, borderline top 100 player in, in last year's class, um, you know, didn't get off to the greatest start. You know, he had to drop a bunch of weight upon getting here, um, did that. 
Um, and, you know, as LSU season kind of went south, he earned more opportunities and I thought played extremely well down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I mean, that SEC tournament game to kind of open things up against Georgia uh, was really, really important for him in terms of, you know, grabbing the double-double, having a couple blocks in there as well, and um, being a really, you know, just good piece for LSU to kind of potentially build around moving forward. You saw the potential there with that kind of performance. And, you know, now you lose him. Certainly you lose KJ to the draft. Um, not that he was eligible anyway, but now you got to look for – now you got to look into the portal and see if you can grab not just one big man, but you got to grab a couple. And, you, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, this is – you know, a, a lucrative, you know, uh, you know, transfer portal cycle. They've had a lot of players go in there, a lot of talented high-end bigs go in there, uh, whether it's the Michigan guy, uh, Oregon, Kellel Ware is a guy that, is, that was a former top 10 recruit. Um, and LSU's reached out to, to Ware. I know that they've showed interest in him. Don't know how realistic that is because every top program in the country is also going after him. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I think the pitch there is that you get to come in and start and play heavy minutes right away and be a, a core piece. But um, I'm sure that's the pitch for a number of these programs that are losing some of their bigs as well. So um, we got to wait and see what happens here. Uh, obviously, losing Phillips was not, um, you know, I don't think on the on the on the game plan in terms of their off season. But you know, we still got a couple weeks here until uh, the, the portal thing closes. I think May 1st is when. Guys can mm-hmm. officially have to stop entering their names into the portal. And, you know, look, for LSU, outside of Phillips, no real surprises from the portal. In fact, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm impressed that they've been able to hold on to a bunch of these guys for so long after the season ended. And so, um, you know, I was expecting a little bit heavier of a, a mix of guys going in there. And, um, but, you know, they're, they're, they're still okay for now. Um, we've still got a couple weeks here of, of sweating to do, but – like where they're sitting, and, and certainly Phillips was a loss, but uh, we can get into a couple of the guys they're bringing in this weekend for visits, which is um, going to be really, really important. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, but let's do that. I mean, let, well, let's talk about the guy they brought in today, and let's talk about Jalen Cook. This is a guy that um, obviously has some experience with LSU and then transfers to Tulane. And I think that when you look at what he did, I mean, you can first off say, man, the kid made the right decision, it kind of feels like, for his own personal growth. Now, obviously, LSU fans would have loved to have him put up the numbers he did at Tulane at LSU, but there's no given that, one, the opportunity would have been there, and two – we, we just don't know. So he goes to Tulane, puts up back-to-back seasons of 18 and 19 points per game. Uh, he's going to come back, and he's a guard, and you and I both talked about it. I mean, the biggest thing for me, 
guard play had to improve, and you had to have a guy that could, one, create his own shot, because how many times, Glenn, and too many times for you to count, you were in the building, I wasn't, did we have to watch this LSU offense become stagnant because it felt like nobody could create an opportunity for themselves? And really, if that didn't happen, it was really kind of the ball just stuck. And this is a guy right here that can do just that. Uh, you talked with Jalen Cook, obviously, earlier today. What are his thoughts on coming back to Baton Rouge and the opportunity that awaits him at LSU? Yeah, he's very excited. And, look, this is kind of a full-circle moment, I think, for him and for LSU. Um, you know, Cook was on this team three years ago um, and, and, and was, at, at the time, I thought, going to be a huge part of their future. Um, thought he was a, a really solid defender. Uh, was really just you know hellacious on that end of the floor. Really uh, natural instincts in terms of just deflections and steals and being able to impact the game in a winning way. Uh, you, you saw all that in a limited role for him a couple of years ago, and then he went into the portal, found found out uh, you know his way to Tulane for the last couple of years, and was uh, really dominant in that league the last two years. And and you know you mentioned some of the numbers there, but. You know, shot 36% from three in those two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he improved as a, as a passer, I think. Um, you know, he, he's a little bit of a high turnover guy, which I think is probably part of the the reason he wanted to come here and, and learn under a former point guard in, in Matt McMahon. I think that was a big selling point. Um, but, you know, look, his, his, his offensive play in the half court is going to be a huge reason why LSU is able to have success next year. Um, he's going to make life easier on all the players. Um, he's really good in pick and roll. He's a guy that you know you got to find a big man first. But whoever, whichever big, big man they bring in, is going to have some really good looks at, at, at the rim because of Jalen Cook. He's a really quick, twitchy guard. Not the biggest guard. I mean, he's he's about six foot, but he just plays he plays a lot bigger than that. And he's mm-hmm. a really you know compact player. He's strong. He's fast. He's quick. Uh, he can get his shot off really against anybody. Um, and it's going to be a huge, huge, huge piece. I mean, just that was a big, big win for LSU to get him out of the portal. Guy was thinking about testing the NBA waters. He, you know, kind of put a couple feelers out, he told me, but uh, ultimately elected to just kind of come back and, and run it back here at LSU. And, you know, I think the, the common theme here with him and just reading your article with Jordan Wright here, they want to get this thing back on the right track. They want to help yeah. LSU be back, you know, into a consistent winner um, that they were for a couple of years there. Um, and you know, that, it's, it's going to be big, uh, on them, uh, in terms of being transfers, guys that, you know, have been you know, around the SEC before guys who have seen winning at this level before, um, that you, you need those kinds of players to, to, to complement what you have coming back because it is a, a pretty young roster you have coming back in terms of, you know, if you're able to hold on to, to, to Ward and to Jalen Reed and, um, if Adam Miller returns, you know, I mean, you, you've got to make life easier on those guys mm-hmm. and having a, a true initiator, a guy who can really create offense for you in the half court is going to be really, really important to that success. It's going to be important. Jalen Cook, a guy, the stats speak for themselves, essentially averaged this past year 23-5 and in the points, rebounds, and assists. And you mentioned the turnover. He did see a little bit of a spike, uh, averaging nearly three turnovers a game. But like you said, you know, I don't. I didn't watch a lot of Tulane basketball this past year, but I will say the fact that you know, if he can be surrounded, which what you would hope some better talent in Baton Rouge, maybe it lessens the load. He doesn't have to. His usage rate for the uh, basketball analytics fans out there, his usage rate might have to go down because he he can deliver. He can uh, give some of those guys. And I like what you said too. And I just want to take a second about Adam Miller. 
Yes, it was frustrating at times to watch Miller struggle for long spells, and I'm talking about game-to-game spells. But real quick, Glenn, before we kind of get into who's coming, I mean, all of these transfers, and kind of talk about the roster in itself. I mean, if you can bring in better talent, how much for a guy like Adam Miller does that just help him say, okay, I don't have to try to do everything? Like, I think that's something that by the middle of January we saw, oh, my gosh, this guy's trying to do everything because they felt the pressure. Uh, that pressure. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, yeah, he was asked to be kind of the um, the main offensive initiator there for LSU for a while, and you know, he he really struggled from the perimeter last year. He didn't get a whole lot of open looks, um, and the open looks that he did get, um, you can tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just had a, it just felt like everything was rushed last year for Adam, and and you know, after a year of away from basketball, um, you know, coming off that ACL injury he suffered two years ago. You know, it's it's perfectly understandable that he wouldn't have the most efficient year uh, in his return back to basketball. So, and you couple that with the fact that it was really tough in the half court to create open looks throughout the entire season. Um, you know, he he's going to be a big part of you know LSU potentially getting back in into a more winning way. You know, in in, yeah. in this next season, and he's going to have to hit his shots. You know, I think you know, you're looking at an off season of, of development for him where he's not just rehabbing an injury. He's actually going to be able to get in the gym, work on his shot, work on some of the areas that he needs to improve on. Uh, I think probably one area for him is going to be not settling for as many threes. And I think you saw that kind of towards the end of the season, um, particularly in those last couple games in the tournament, he was taking it to the rim a lot and he was getting yeah. to the foul line. Um, he was finishing around the rim a little bit better that's got to be an aspect of his game that he really leans into this offseason um, because he's going to get open looks from three. Um, but I think the fact that he was asked to be kind of the, the primary and secondary three-point shooter on this team, you know, he was just kind of hovering around the three-point line for too many of those games and just wasn't making a huge impact, um, and, uh, and at least in the way that he wanted to uh, in this first year back from his injury. So I think there's a lot of way, where, areas where he can improve and, and certainly with the additions of guys like Wright and Cook in the backcourt, um, veteran guards, guards who know how to you know see angles and space and, and create uh, open looks for their teammates, that's going to be really important for Adam Miller, and I think he's going to be able to play off those guys really well. And last but certainly not least, you mentioned earlier some guys that will be visiting and what LSU's looking at kind of going forward and what does this look like. So, Glenn, kind of let us in on – Who's coming on campus and what can Tiger fans expect uh, to potentially have a shot at grabbing in the portal? Yeah, so there are a couple bigs. Um, I'm, I'm going to put air quotes around bigs for one of these guys. BJ Mack um, is, mm-hmm. is about a six foot seven forward, six foot eight forward, but he's a guy that's going to be able to uh, really potentially give LSU some, some, some size on the interior. He's going to be able to, I think, kind of hold his own. He, he, went, he went to Wofford the last couple of years. A um, little bit, you know, kind of a undersized big but a guy that i think can, can be switchable and guard you know three four five five men in spurts um you know he was he was really solid last year for for, for wofford average 16 and a half points a game five and a half rebounds um you know shot 49 percent from the field um you know 34 percent for three-point range he has a pretty good history of knocking down three-point shots um his second year or uh, i guess the year prior to this one he actually knocked down 45 percent of his threes uh, at, at Wofford in his um, his junior season, I guess his third season in the, in, in college. So, you know, he's he's a guy that you know they're bringing on campus this week. Uh, he's going to be their first 
he's going to be the first visit. Like LSU's going to be the, the first school he visits. I think there's going to be a couple more lined up. Um, but you know, this is a big opportunity here to obviously bring in another guy, a versatile forward who can shoot from the outside, uh, help you on the rebounding department. Um, you know, throw his weight around on defense and, and kind of make things difficult for guys at the rim. So they're able to land him. That would be really, really big. Uh, and, and certainly that's going to be a goal of theirs. And then um, Nevada uh, Nevada transfer Will Baker uh, is a guy. Somebody threw this up on our board actually a couple days ago. So thanks for the assist, uh, Jar, Jar Woot. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> that's his name. Uh, but he, uh, he averaged 13 and a half points a game last year for Nevada, shot 56% from the field, um, also played at Texas. So he's a guy that has been around the block a couple times in terms of his schooling. And, um, you know, he's a, just another big uh, center that I think could really help impact LSU. And so he's going to be on campus this weekend as well. Um, so, yeah, a couple really big time uh, potential transfers in terms of guys that you think can help on the interior. Uh, they've they've done a really great job of addressing the, uh, the 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 perimeter with with Cook and with Wright, um, but now you got to set focus here uh, on the inside and get some rim protection in here, uh, get some shooting from the forward spots that you think is really going to be able to help you next year, uh, and that that those are things that th- these two guys can uh, can certainly uh, help LSU with next year. And the development of the guys that stay that'll be something that's interesting to watch oh, yeah. too. How do those guys make the jump? Um, it'll be really interesting to watch as well. So, hey, basketball, this might be the last basketball podcast for a while that we do until another transfer drops, hopefully into LSU's lap, not out of LSU. But this has been the Go 24-7 podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn. He is Glenn West. Make sure to stay tuned to Go 24-7 all weekend long, a big series that will end today. Reminder, it's Easter weekend that will end today. Doubleheader before the LSU Baseball Tigers in Columbia, South Carolina, taking on a, a good South Carolina team. Glenn, you mentioned it. We don't have to we, – we just kind of sprinkle baseball ends ever so often but to these podcasts, yeah. but you tweeted it out. This is a South Carolina team that can hit. Like, this offense is no joke with the way they were uh, producing runs last night. And obviously, uh, today, I'm sure that we'll uh, – it, it's too much to ask to be shut down for a full nine innings. Yeah, when we talked to Jay Johnson before they left on Tuesday night after their midweek game, he called them pretty much like a football team in terms of their size. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're – and just looking at them yesterday, you could tell these are really, really big, strong hitters. And so – yeah, I mean, by the time some of you guys are listening to this, I'm sure we'll have a, an indication of this game or this series and how it went. Certainly wasn't a great start, but I'm um, just going to leave some hope here. They've not lost uh, back-to-back games all season, so uh, we'll, we'll see if they can't scrounge out one or two uh, this afternoon. Someone's going to clip that if they lose, Glenn, and, and definitely tag oh, yeah. you on Twitter. That'll that'll definitely sure. be done. Hey, hope everyone has a fantastic Easter weekend. We will see you next time here on the Go 24-7 Podcast. Make sure to subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. We thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Go 24-7.